3: Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan at Stan Patrick Show. And yes, Paulie's birthday week continues. It's incredible. Ah, oh, the love that is shared here every morning. <laughs> hours upon hours of just love, love, love.
4: Feeling the flu coming on.
3: Oh, all week long, buy one t shirt, get another one for 50% off. The discount takes place at checkout. And it goes on all week long at danpatrick.com. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We'll get to phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. Got a play uh, play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. All of that forthcoming. We'll talk to uh, the former NFL coach, Rex Ryan, will join us a little bit later on. David Cohn, former baseball pitcher, now an analyst for the Yankees Network. He'll join us coming up. As well, this is how it sounded last night. Here's Michael K with the
0: call. Filters on the left side for Judge, and here's the 3-1. Oh. Drill deep to left field. There it goes, number 60. Slide over, babe. You've got some company. Aaron James Judge has tied George Herman Babe Ruth. With 60 home runs.
3: Well, it's been a season to remember. The Yankees outfielder in hot pursuit of Roger Maris and also the Triple Crown. People don't realize best average, best homers, and best RBIs. Right now, it's Aaron Judge. The four time All Star is going to be a free agent in the offseason. Judge has had a historical season, but that doesn't mean that you should give him a 10 year deal, which is probably what he's going to want. He's going to be 31 at the start of next season. There have been injuries, injury concerns throughout his seven-year career. That's not a great combination for somebody looking for probably a 10-year contract. Every player ages differently, so it's hard to predict how much longer Judge will be in his prime. And I always thought, you know, the bigger the guy, the more holes in his swing. But Judge, with the batting average, great eye at the plate, certainly this year, and he's been healthy the entire season. He's probably on the verge of a record-breaking contract, Uh, but I would think this is a little riskier than people would probably like to think. I'm looking at some of these contracts that didn't work out. Jason Hayward signed an eight-year deal with the Cubs. That didn't work out. Robinson Cano, don't you know, signed with the Mariners, 10-year deal. Tigers re-signed Miguel Caprera, eight years, $240 million. Baltimore re-signed Chris Davis, Seven years, one hundred sixty-one million. Josh Hamilton, the Angels, five years. Eric Hosmer, Padres, eight years. Yankees signed Jacoby Ellsbury, seven years, one fifty-three. Carl Crawford in the Red Sox, seven years, one forty-two. I would not want to give Aaron Judge a ten-year deal. Now, here's what has not been brought up very often, and it should be because Aaron Judge is from the West Coast. I don't know if. You know, when the Yankees had their offer that was just over $200 million, Aaron Judge's side, I don't believe, countered. It wasn't one of those, no, we want this. They want to wait. Does Aaron Judge want to stay a Yankee? I'm curious about that. Because if you do, then maybe you would have countered or said, hey, I'll do it. I want this. But he didn't. I think it was the Yankees offered just over $200 million, and he said no. That's it. And now he bet on himself. He could be the MVP, triple crown, and he could surpass Roger Maris' single-season home run record all in the same year. And I was curious where he stood with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. So at the same point of the season, through the team's first 147 games, Judges played in 143. McGuire played in 139. And Bonds played in 138. At this juncture through 147 games, Bonds had 64 home runs in 2001. McGuire had 62 in 1998. Judge with 60 right now. As far as strikeouts, if that matters, Bonds uh, had struck out 89 times. Maguire 139. And Judge 159. Intentional walks. Bonds had 29. Maguire 28. Judge 17. Total walks. Bonds had 153 walks. Maguire 151. And Aaron Judge at 93. I'm surprised they pitched to him. I'm also even more surprised that they don't pitch well to him. You know, you know he's coming to the plate. And now, look, if you want to challenge him, great. I love competition. But I also want to be smart when I compete. I want to be smart when I pitch. And it just doesn't seem like that. There are pitches that are thrown that are right over the middle of the play. It's not like he's hitting a bad ball home run. Manny, Ram- Manny Ramirez would do that all the time. Vlad Guerrero, great bad ball hitter. But Judge, it's just like, here you go. Let me see if you can hit it.
5: And, yep, yep, he hit it. Yes, Eaton. You know how sometimes you like try so hard not to do something that then mm. you end up doing it? Yeah. I wonder if that's what is getting in pitchers' heads because some of those balls, it's like, yeah, like this hanging curveball that's just right there. You know, it smashes the crap out Explain of it.
3: Explain it to me, what you're talking about, that you try so hard,
5: what, to not throw a pitch over the plate? Yeah, like I think maybe some of the pitchers – you know, if you're on the mound last night, you know, all right, well, this could be 60. As soon as Aaron Judge steps up to the plate, whether you're really conscious of it or not, you know that there's like a home run record yeah. on the line. Yeah. And so you're trying not to give up an easy pitch or a home run ball. You know what I mean?
4: Yes, Paul. So it's the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees are down 8-4 to four to Pittsburgh. Will Crow is the pitcher he comes in. He pitches to Aaron Judge. Now, I'm not a baseball expert on situational baseball and when you should put someone on first base, but Aaron Judge... You're up four runs. Wouldn't you park him at first and then deal with Rizzo, who's not playing well and also coming off the DL? It just You start with the home run, and then the Yankees just went crazy. Hit, hit walk, grand slam.
3: Well, you, know, you don't want to put him on. That's what the pitcher said. Uh, he said that Judge did what he was supposed to do. 3-1 count. I'm not going to put him on. I felt like I just wanted to go after him. Started away, came back in. He put a good swing on a bad pitch. Yeah, that's the key. That that part of the sentence is the key. It it was a bad pitch, and he took advantage of it. I love when I see pitchers who are willing to pitch against somebody because a lot of times, you know, in this era, it's about I'm going to throw it and then you swing. That's it. There's really no gamesmanship, and you know, baseball is, you know, part of the history of it. The lore of it is the gamesmanship of how to pitch somebody, how to pitch around somebody, but. With baseball now, it's I'm going to throw it and let me see if you can hit it. All right, you hit it. You're a better man than me, and it's a solo home run. But then Giancarlo Carlos Stanton hit a grand slam and they beat the Pirates. Yeah,
4: Paul. The Pirates reliever gave it up to Judge. His name's Will Crow. His great great uncle was named Red Ruffing. He played Big with pitched. Babe Ruth. Oh, he played on the same team as Babe Ruth wow. with the, in the Yankees in nineteen early nineteen thirties. He,
3: he went out and visited the uh, Monument Park there as well, Will Crow did prior to the game. I guess soaking up some of that uh, Yankee history. But, uh, yeah, gave up the home run, and it was not a good pitch. I mean, great pitch for Judge, but if you're trying to stay away from the most dangerous home run hitter, mm, you didn't do a very good job. <laughs> not good, as Brady Hoke might say. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at simply safe home security, and you can protect your home with the help of simply safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simply dot All right. What's poll
5: question today? There seat no more impressive, Dan hitting 73 home runs in a season, hitting 60 plus home runs three times over four seasons. This is a very designed poll question by a Chicago sports fan. Take away
4: any biases. And you cannot can uh, inject steroids into this topic. Oh, oh. Hey. oh. Hey. because Check. both guys are accused people. But Barry Bonds hit over 50 home runs once in his career. He hit 73. Now, they took the bat out of his hands a lot with walks. Yeah. Would you rather hit 73 in one season or 60 plus three out of four seasons? Which by far. Sammy Sosa. Yes.
3: Uh, I guess if I'm going to do it, I want to be the best to do it. So I would take the 73. I'd be, I'd be a one. Now, if I'm also factoring in everything else that Bonds did in his career, it's not like he just had one moment, one year. He had an entire career. Sosa, that's impressive, but no one ever brings up Sosa for the whole effect. Never. Never. He broke Roger Maris' record three times. Yeah, but, but he's... When it comes up for the Hall of Fame, it's Bonds and Clemens. It's never Sammy Sosa, ever. Yes, Todd.
6: But don't you want to show the consistency of how well you take steroids by getting 60 plus in three years? <laughs> it's like, wow, he can he really kept that you know went to cycle on? Cycle off is okay. good,
3: All right. Respect. I'm gonna give you a bloop bloop on that one. It's it's like Lance Armstrong. You know, if you did it once and you dominated, okay. I'm going to cheat so well, I'm going to do it seven times. Yes, Paul?
4: To be fair to Barry Bonds, the reason he didn't hit, he hit 73 in 2001. The next three seasons, he hit 46 homers, 45, 45. The reason is because they took the bat out of his hands. The year after he hit 73, they walked him 198 times. Not intentionally, but um, (laughs) it's the most, and then 148 times. In 2004, at age 39, Bonds was walked 232 times. By far the most in MLB history and still hit 45 home runs, they took away one-third of his at-bats. Yeah. Well, I do believe if uh, you pitched to him
3: in 2001 when he hit 73, he would have hit 100 home runs.
4: <laughs> I
5: mean,
3: <laughs> He would have he would have hit 100 home runs. I truly believe
4: that. Yeah, Paul. You asked Smoltz about it, and you're, you were asking John Smoltz, who was at his prime, what it was like to face Bonds. He goes, he was the only guy where there's nowhere to put it. Like, there's no, like, down low, in high, you know, off speed. There was no pitch that worked. So the only pitch that worked was putting him on first base.
3: And Bonds had such a great eye at the plate. So let's take away the steroids. His ability to see a strike or let one go. He had a bread box, and he waited for you to serve it. And if you put it in there, he was going to hit it out. That's it. He wouldn't mess with the other stuff. It's like, here's the window. If you put it here... I'm going to take this piece of cheese, and I'm taking it deep. And, and you know, he he wasn't a great batting average guy. A couple of years back with the Pirates he was. But, you know, a lot of times those guys will hit, you know, 270 and hit 40 home runs.
5: But he did have a great eye. Yes, Eaton. Ken Griffey Jr. in 1998 hit 56 home runs. Yeah. Which is, that's a tremendous accomplishment. That's yeah. a hell of a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. The only problem is... <laughs> Sammy Sosa hit 66 and McGuire hit 70. You don't even realize that that Ken Griffey Jr. had that many home runs that year because it's just so overshadowed. Yeah, That's a lot, though. Yeah, it is. At least it used to be. It used to be, yeah, but 56? Okay, Dang. but if we have today's
3: baseball mentality, you go out there and you throw really hard and then I swing really hard, why is it the judge has 60 home runs – and the next closest is 20 home runs less, Kyle Schwarber. Why aren't a bunch of guys hitting 50 if everybody goes up there trying to hit a home run?
5: Seaton. Answer me. Yes. Uh, uh, he may have a certain advantage of the short porch, but I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, but right field at Yankee State, that, that's why you always have great home run hitters. That they're they're uh, left-handed hitters.
5: Yeah, I don't know how many of his went over right-field fence, but maybe, I don't know. Judge hits him to left. Yeah. You know, some of these guys have
3: the ability to go the other way, opposite way. Yes, pulling.
4: Here's my uh, my favorite steroid-era stat. Mm. 1999, 1999, Sammy Sosa hit 300. Mm-hmm. He hit 63 home runs and 150 RBIs. He finished ninth in the MVP voting. <laughs> like, you know what? Ah, that's not that great. Yeah.
3: But did, sixty-three. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think what people thought of Sosa back then. I know the team wasn't that good. They, they were competitive a couple of times.
4: They started getting good actually when his homers went down. You know, in two thousand two, three, and four, he was at the tail end. He was still hitting homers, but not he's hit more like forty five homers. Man. And then they started playing well with Wooden Pryor. But he never tested positive.
3: You know, for all these people who talk about bonds, you know, or Clemens, hey, you know, they didn't test positive. Okay. I don't think Sammy did. He had a corked bat, but he didn't test positive. I'm just trying to understand the logic there. Not that Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame. Do I think he cheated? Yes, I do. But it doesn't feel like you're treating him the same way you do Maguire and Sosa. And Sammy did it on a more consistent basis than Maguire and Bonds did. When you think about it, you're coming over. I'm getting you over. No, Years of whittling away. I'm not coming over, not coming over. All right. When we take a a break, we'll come back. We'll talk about the, uh, the person who got the baseball, didn't catch the baseball. It kind of ricocheted and then he smothered it, but gave the baseball back. We'll look at the history of those who have gotten baseballs and tried to give them back or decided, Nope, I'm going to hold on for dear life. We'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums and, worse yet, how their rewards flat-out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And then we could talk about other things like we normally talk about on this show. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. That's discover.com slash regime rewards term supply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the I Heart radio app at FSR or stream us live on the peacock app.
7: All right, everybody game off. Let's pause here to talk more about monopoly. Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that.
2: All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting
3: that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder.
4: It's beer cracking
3: season. It, it, whoa, okay. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, says Nebraska has three candidates right now for the job opening there. Iowa State's Matt Campbell, uh, Kansas's coach, Lance Leopold, and Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. That's according to uh, Bruce Feldman after they fired (laughs) Scott Frost. Yes,
4: Paul. Uh, I don't want to poo-poo the fantastic effort by Kansas football and their coach this year. Would that be a little reactionary to hire a guy (laughs) – who was two and ten last year, and he is three and zero this year for Kansas football. too so, man, that's enough for us. But didn't he
3: have a great track record prior to taking the Kansas job? Did he coach in the MAC? Yeah, he
4: coached at Buffalo in the Oh, Mac. Buffalo. He was he had a yep. really good run. Okay, there. yeah, and of course Wisconsin Whitewater, which not joking, that's a powerhouse. That's a Division three powerhouse. Yes, he's won everywhere. And yes, maybe they would be get him on the cheap because maybe. And
3: once again, Urban Meyer's name. I didn't think Urban Meyer's name would come up right now. If you're Urban Meyer, you know, you could just tell him, hey, just wait. You know, I'll, I'll let you know later on. It, it's too soon right now. And, and if he's interested in Nebraska, I still think Arizona State would be the right job. To me, Sleeping Giant. According to my college football source, Sleeping Giant. But does Urban need to have a gap year? <laughs> feels like he needs to have a coaching gap year. Simmer? Yeah. Like, why don't you just sit this year out, and then... There's always going to be openings. There's always going to be an opening for Urban Meyer. How about a gap year?
5: Yes, yeah, he... It feels like that uh, hurricane is still spinning a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you know I mean? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah, Paul. And the better the Jaguars play, the more spotlight it is oh. on what Urban Meyer did or didn't do mm. last season. Yeah. It'd be... Great for Urban Meyer if the Jaguars were terrible this year, and that's not the case.
3: Yeah. Like, you're going to miss – no, you're not going to miss me.
5: That's part of why the Colts getting shut out is so terrible because you're like, it's the, it's the Urban Meyer – it's still kind of the Urban Meyer Jaguars. That... <laughs> you know, they're winning with Urban's uh, that, players. That's still Urban's team. And then you let them sh- – nothing to Urban's old Nobody, team?
3: Nobody's going to say that about <laughs> Doug Peterson. That's kind and, of what it is, though. Yeah, I know. If it was somebody else, <laughs> let's say it was reversed, you know – Maybe that nobody's going to go, well, that's Doug Peterson's team. Be like, no, that's Urban Meyer coaching them. Uh, The fan who caught the Aaron Judge 60th home run ball is uh, a person named Michael Kessler. He's 20 years of age. Not sure what the ball would be worth, but uh, he decided that, hey, Aaron Judge accomplished this. He should get the ball back. And uh, so he got it, and he and his buddies... Gave Aaron Judge the ball after the game, and uh, somebody got an autographed bat. They all got autographed baseballs, but they gave that uh, to Aaron Judge. If you go down through history, at least with the Yankees, when Roger Maris hit his sixty-first home run in nineteen sixty-one, what's uh, uh, Sal Sal Durante? Sal Durante caught the ball and uh, was going to give it back to Roger Maris. And, and Maris autographed it and said, no, no, you keep it. Well, Sal was getting married, sold the ball, $5,000. He was able to pay for his wedding. Uh, Babe Ruth, when Babe Ruth uh, hit his 60th home run, that was somebody had caught the ball, then I think gave it to somebody, and then it was later donated to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, Paul.
4: Yeah, a gentleman named Joe Farmer caught it, and the funny thing was a businessman who had this big like furniture company put out like a bounty on the ball. He put it in the newspaper. Whoever catches it, I'll give you $100, which in the 20s is probably a whole bunch of money. And the guy who uh, gave it to this businessman, he gave it to 100 bucks. The businessman later passed away and donated to the Baseball Hall of Fame, the uh, Bay Ruth ball.
3: I'm uh, looking at what Darren Ravel of Action Network is uh, saying that the ball could end up being worth anywhere from fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. How do you say somewhere between fifty and five hundred thousand dollars? Judge's next home run balls—they're going to be worth a whole lot more. I mean, sixty-one, okay, but sixty-two is the one that's worth a whole lot of money. Yes, Todd.
6: Should your financial situation your, or your personal situation affect to what extent you hold the ball hostage and what you ask for it? Well, y- if you're not doing well or there's someone sick in your family, there's all kinds of reasons why you really, this could be your chance to get out of some trouble.
3: Well, I don't think anybody's going to go, I can't believe that he decided to hold on to it. I mean, I it's rare that he gave it to Aaron Judge. I mean, I'm surprised you're 20 years of age probably got school loans that you got to pay and you decided that you were going to give it to Aaron judge. I mean, I, you know, I, I applaud you, but if I'm a 20 year old and I got that ball and it's worth somewhere between 50 and $500,000, I'd probably keep the ball. I mean, I know Aaron judge did it, but Hey, I paid the price to get in here and I got the ball. You know, I, I won the lottery here. That's all. Aaron Judge is going to get paid. How about I get paid? Maybe I say to Aaron, hey, you want $100,000? Or we just take it to market here. Yes, Pone?
4: That kid would have to uh, catch 61 and 62 and 60 to pay for college. Mm, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I see what you did there. But do you think, like what Fritzy was saying, though, if, if your financial situation were set, Let's say you were a a solid forty year old man with a great career and a Okay, housing.
3: no, let's just do it
4: with us. Okay. Fritzie, so We were there last night. Yeah, Fritzy, you got the sixtieth home run ball. What do you do with it?
6: I would give the ball back, and by doing the right thing, I hope karma wise or the organization would take care of me in some capacity and I would look good and they would give me something special in return without me having to. Well, what if they just gave you off? an
3: autograph bat and a ball?
6: I guess then so be it. I feel like it doesn't belong to me. I happen to get it, but it's his accomplishment. It's much more special to the game. What is called a
3: souvenir? Like when you get a home run ball or a foul ball, it's a souvenir. But in this
6: situation, it's not that black and white. That ball belongs to Judge and the Yankees and maybe Cooperstown, and that's just how I see it. Wait, the
3: game is about the fans. Why doesn't it belong to you?
6: I see your point, but uh, this is a historic ball, and that's
3: just. Seton O'Connor, what do you do if you have that ball last night? It's funny how there's
5: no pressure to give that ball to a little kid. Yeah, yeah, like oh, every other one, it's like, oh, come on, find a kid, give it to okay. him. But Not that one. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, hold on to this one. Okay, yeah, good. So what are you doing? I'd, I would give it back to him. Okay. Marv?
7: You saw what I did with a brick of Coke.
2: What do you think I'm going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're going to sell it. Same street value. Who's who, what's what. <laughs> yeah.
7: Yep. Go underneath Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Let me go see who's who and what's what. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, Paulie what do you do you got uh, number 60 last night
4: I would absolutely keep it and I would absolutely sell it and either put a kid through college or if I was in better shape a couple years from now when a kid's in college give it to charity okay. absolutely keep it and sell it it's it's the fans make the sport happen yeah I would keep it you know it's the 60th now
3: ask me you know after he hits 62 that might be a little different. But that would be where you donate it to Cooperstown. If you donate it to Cooperstown with your name attached to it, donated by Todd Fritz to baseball's Hall of Fame. That would be
4: very cool Okay, have that forever in there. Like yes, Paul. Okay, now I'm curious from Darren Velk, could probably help us with this. If you caught the 60th ball last night, would you sell it fast before it becomes less relevant? Like, could you sell it this morning yes. for 50000 And if he hits 63, is that ball now less valued in a week from now?
3: Well, if he doesn't hit sixty-two, okay. Woo. Oh, so he, if he
4: pulled a hammy tomorrow, well, we don't wish that. Of, of course problems. not. Of course, it could happen.
3: Um,
5: like I would sell it. I'd sell it as soon as possible. But would you? Would you buy it for fifty grand right now, knowing that in two no. weeks it might not be? No, I don't know what those baseballs
3: are worth. You know, you had McGuire, that home run chase. How much was that baseball ultimately worth? Bonds is. 73rd home run, or the all-time home run king. How much is that baseball worth? And, you know, maybe it's worth millions of dollars. But I don't know. I mean, we talked about Michael Jordan's game-worn jersey in the uh, finals against Utah in 1998. That went for $10 million. Yes, Tom.
6: I also wonder what a non-mint conditioned baseball card versus a baseball we all know what happens if the card isn't perfect but what if the baseball somehow your kid got a hold of it or the dog is like a little scratch mark on it or a little bite mark something that's not exactly the way it was when he first hit the <laughs> home
3: bite marks from your dog right well, okay. you know, a little
6: kid could nibble on it it's not a good idea yeah they teethe the infants
3: um i i would probably think that that could hurt the value of it if it's you know, i i had my arnold palmer putter and came home one day and my daughter's out you know she wanted to learn how to play golf and she's got the autograph Arnold Palmer Butter out there Unbelievable. and I go no nope, pun no nope, no nope. uh, and then i, I have the autograph Pete Sampras tennis racket they're out there swinging it in the uh in the uh, backyard and i go mm, yeah let's get another one you know there's smudgy fingerprints all over it yeah it didn't go well and my wife i said hun that's that's Pete Sampras she goes and who is Pete Sampras? I said, he's one of the great tennis players of all time. Well, I'm sure he could get another one. I go, no, he gave the thing to me.
4: Yes, Paul. And then she said, go cut the onions with these Gretzky <laughs> skates. Get out of my face. <laughs> right, which would you rather have? Let's say it was a record ball. Let's say um, Judge finishes at 62. There. Would you rather have the ball or the bat? No one ever talks about the bat. Isn't the bat? Does it? Do you think that Judge keeps the bat game to game? I don't know how baseball players work. Do they keep the bat, the bat as long during the season yes. as they can? Well, that's your gamer. Okay, that, so no, they don't switch it up
5: much. No, that's okay. really important. Keeping your gamer. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, that's why breaking a bat sometimes is like a huge deal because somebody could be on a hot streak with that bat or something. You get comfortable with it. I, yes. saw,
4: the, I saw the natural. Yes, Todd. And
6: along with that, what would the batting gloves or the helmet or the jersey, I'm being serious, cleats, what are each of the things that he was wearing when he hit that home run? Those would be worth something, too, in addition to the ball and the bat.
3: Well, we, I think we honor ba- you know, a baseball because you can carry that around. You know, you're carrying a baseball bat around. It's a little bit different. But show and tell, you bring the baseball in, you get to show people. Like uh, Tim Tebow's bat that he gave me after his final home run in the minor leagues. And it's pretty cool. I'd rather have the bat. It shows where the ball hit it instead of the baseball. The bat to me is more fascinating because you can kind of you know, feel it, uh, look at it. You can see where the ball hit it. Uh, so I, I would find a bat more. I have a Mark McGuire autographed bat over here that he used uh, the year that you know, he broke Roger Maris' home run record. To me, that's a cool thing to have. Yes, Todd?
6: But the moment of, as far as when the record is actually broken, it's the ball itself that goes over the wall. If you want to be that analytical about it, the ball seems to be a little more special than the bat because it's the ball that represents what broke it, where it landed or whatever.
3: Thank you for explaining what a home run it is. (laughs) So and it goes it, to the stands. Wait, just, wait, and it goes over uh, the wall. So if it goes over
6: the fence, that's, it, that's a home a run. Home run. It hit the foul pole, too, and that's yeah. considered fair.
5: Just waiting for that one to wind down,
3: knowing it's just going to be ugly. <laughs> but what if he's on the road uh, when he hits it? Why is it called a
5: home
6: run? As I was explaining myself, right. I was road like, I, have no, I didn't gonna... know where to end that sentence. <laughs> I was just like, got caught <laughs>
3: yeah. up in
4: the moment. goes around to yeah. second base. Yes, then, then you, to go to third.
5: may have happened or
4: transpired. And then he gets
3: to come home. Worth Which is, that's why it's a home run. He got to come home
5: on a Tuesday night. Yes. Yes.
6: Against the Pirates. That was a bit overexplained.
5: Thank
3: you. I see your point there.
5: (laughs) Thank you, Todd.
3: (laughs) Oh, dear. Anywho. All right. Uh, Kevin in Wisconsin. (laughs) Hi, Kevin. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, you guys were talking about Sammy Sosa earlier and saying about the consistency of him. Well, here's my question. I used to party like Seton back in those days, so I don't really exactly remember when his – Corked bat was found.
6: Yeah,
2: but doesn't it seem weird that nobody talks about how how much his bat was corked previous in those years?
3: Oh, I yeah, there's suspicion with him. I mean, he, he doesn't even get mentioned for the Hall of Fame. So, do I think he used that before? Yes, I do. And then, guys will tell you that they know exactly where their gamer is. Their bat. They care more about their bat than they do their wives probably. Especially if they're on a hot streak. Or if you're a great fielder, you care about your glove. Like you there's you don't make mistakes with that. Certainly with the bat and then Sammy's like, "Oh, you know, I sometimes use that for batting practice to hit long home runs." Mm-hmm. Okay. But he doesn't get mentioned at all for the Hall of Fame. So yeah, you know, there's suspicion that just hangs over Sammy Sosa maybe not even doubt the possibility of doubt. Uh, Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. Good to have you back.
1: Thanks, Dan. This is going to be a little off topic, but I wanted to call in uh, and just compliment you on the Tim Tebow interview. I watched it again last night, and I have to tell you when he came out with the John 316 under his eyes and the kneeling in the end zone, I thought, ah, this is too much. This This is so much it has to be fake. But when you watch him on that interview, He's the real thing. Now, I famously said that Phil Mickelson was the real thing, but to me, his most impressive answer was not when he talked about the Heisman, but when you asked him, would you ever want to coach? And he said, I'd love to, but it would get in the way of my charity work. I was so impressed by that guy. I think I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan now more than ever.
3: All right. Well, thank you, Doug. A lot of reaction from Tim Tebow. A lot of positive reaction. And he has walked the walk. He talks the talk and and charity is important, but he grew up in that environment of giving, you know, growing up in the, in the Philippines, the dad, you know, was a doctor preacher, you know, helping people. And Tim feels like that's, that's his mission in life. Yeah. Paul, my
4: my theory on Tebow with the, especially the interview the other day, even though he's on ESPN, you could see him a lot. He doesn't do a lot of interviews is that we've had time to miss the guy. And, you know, the, he wasn't a bad guy. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't control the coverage of him, and yeah. if, when you were you weren't sick of Tim Tebow, you were sick of the coverage of Tim Bebo, Tebow. Yeah. And you, it, those two things are hard to you know deal with in your mind. But you know he didn't lead Sports Center with his birthday. He didn't lead you know shows with him running shirtless. Other people did. He just wanted to play football. And uh, no, I know he took advantage of it to certain things business wise. But you know the coverage of him was what we were sick of.
3: Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, what's going on, Dan? Hold on, let me get you. Hey, listen, I have a question for you. I need to know what to start calling, Danisms, maybe, stuff that you do that's related to the show that you have no clue that you're doing. Like who, when somebody asked me who, I started saying who. Sitting up looking at the game the other day, only thing I could think of was Pauly when they started talking about Aiden Hutchinson getting home, getting home. DeAndre Swift. You better have a name like DeAndre Swift. You better be fast. And the only thing I could think of is Paulie and Dietrich Bond crashing F1 race car drivers. <laughs> <Please>.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. All right. I don't know how we come up with these things, but we spend so
4: much time together that it's usually a play on words. We were discussing F1 driver names, how cool they are. Diedrich von Kroschen, Kroschen with an umlaut over the U. Umlaut, of course. Love a good umlaut. It's not a real guy, by the way.
3: (laughs) Well, if you were going to try to create an NBA commissioner who was really tough on people, and you said his name's going to be David Stern. Okay, yeah, David Stern. How about David, I hate you. No, no, no. David, I'm angry. No, David Stern. There's just certain names that... I, I remember there was a Georgia linebacker. Was it Knox Coldpepper? Coldpepper, yeah.
4: <laughs> it just it sounded like a, a football name. Remember that line, I had linebacker, defensive lineman Michael Stonebreaker for yes, the Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. You yeah. couldn't create that. Yeah, like Usain Bolt. If you were going to name the fastest human of all time and make him marketable, you go. I mean, how about a name? How about Usain Bolt? Yeah. No, that's that's too cheesy. Bolt is his last name.
3: Usain Usain Slow. Right. You know, just. Look, no, that's not going to work. It's Usain Bolt.
5: Sluggish. It's not a good last
3: no, name. No,
4: it's not Usain Sluggish. Head sluggish. <laughs> not fast. But then there's weird names. Timmy
3: Slump. You know, just not a good name for a hitter. Bob Walk was a pitcher. Chris Blewett, the kicker. <laughs> Chris Blewett.
4: Can't give the kid the last name Blue. No. You're going to kick.
3: Uh, by the way, Fritzy, <laughs> I gave Fritzy a homework assignment. I said that I need you to script what you think the call could be when Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. By the way, coming up, we're going to play the radio call and the home run call for Judge. And then Fritzy is in the on-deck circle. Oh, a little baseball there. And he's going to give you what he thinks the potential calls could be when Judge hits his 62nd home run. We're back after this. What began with hundreds of people back in 2002 is now one of the top 5K events in America today. 30,000 people taking part each year on the last Sunday in September. It's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation 5K Run and Walk New York City. Signature event has inspired about 80 other runs and walks and climbs across our nation. Like the annual 5K Run and Walk in Hendersonville, Tennessee. That community means a lot to the foundation. Hendersonville Police Master Patrol Officer Spencer Bristol, Join the department after serving the U.S. Navy after Officer Bristol's tragic death in the line of duty. Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home. Proceeds from the events as well as dozens of golf outings and barbecues across the country support the foundation's programs. Register for an event in your area. Volunteer to start one. You can join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at t2t.org. That's the letter T, the number two letter T.org. We thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex
2: all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise, set several generations after the last installment, in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
0: Oh my God. The play of the day. Put left side, go!
6: Check this
3: out. There's the 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgey in glass. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. That's WFAN, the radio uh, network for the Yankees. John Sterling. That was on radio. Here's Michael Kay. On TV.
0: Fielders on the left side for Judge, and here's the 3 1. Drill peek to left field. There it goes! Number 60. Slide over, babe. You've got some company. Aaron James Judge has tied George Herman Babe Ruth with 60 home runs.
3: All right, I'm going to give the nod to Michael Kay there. I don't know if we needed to go middle names, but okay. I like it. (laughs) Do you think he had the call ready to go scripted?
4: Paulie? I think Michael K was well prepared for that moment because it's inevitable almost this season. And wrote the...
3: uh... Oh, you think it was written on a card?
4: No, maybe not, but slide over, babe. I think he had that in his okay. mind. Okay, all right. It would have been. How about I got you, babe? Like a, a throw, a Fritzy. Still seventies <laughs> reference. I'm so glad he- you shared that with us. That was ah, nice. There you go, uh, Sunny and shit. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Eight people like that joke.
3: Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by <laughs> Discover. I just had a snot bubble. We could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right. So Aaron Judge hit his 60th. And I said to Fritzy, why don't we get ahead of the curve? Why don't we come up with what could be said when he surpasses Roger Maris's single-season record of 61.
6: You can't get tongue-tied in these situations. You've got to have something prepared, whether it's on an index card or it was rehearsed in your mind, how you're going to do it.
3: Does anybody want to guess one of Fritzy's potential calls for Aaron Judge hitting a 62nd home run? Paul?
4: There goes the judge. Instead mm. of here comes the judge. No, I'm guessing what Fritzie would do. Mm.
5: I was thinking a Roger that. See, it's tough because John Sterling, the Yankees announcer, has already stolen all of the cheesiest things to <laughs> say in this situation. Well, I don't know if he stole them. I think he created. Okay, the he created ones. all yes. the cheesy stuff to okay. say right now. So now, how do we follow up? all right. Order in the courts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Fritzy, are you ready? I am. These
3: are potential calls when Aaron Judge, if he hits a 60, he scribbled a few extra sixty-second home run. All right, here we go.
6: Okay, in no particular
3: order. Okay, of course.
6: Sorry, Roger. You're over and out. I, don't. I, I know, but don't pause. I pause. Okay, just, just, keep just do that. You're
3: waiting
2: okay, for okay, acknowledgement. Okay.
6: Cloak and dagger. It's gone. Six two. Cloak. I He's no. Okay. Right there. So don't explain. <laughs> Will you marry me, Roger? Divorced from the record books. All
3: right. <laughs> okay. It was so bad. It was good. Yeah, there's
6: gonna be a lot of those. Okay. Well, how do you do? It's sixty-two. 99's got problems, but going yard <laughs> ain't one.
7: All right. All right. right.
4: right.
6: right. 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 Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, Nina. 99 Luff Balloons. Oh. oh, dear.
4: 99. Well, reference no, 80s. If yeah, you, right. Right. you repeat I,
6: again. Okay. <laughs> Judge finds us all guilty of admiring that swing.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I, all right. There's, there's three so far. There's I there's like Kevin Harlan in that I
5: like,
6: delivery I like the Kevin
3: Harlan yeah. delivery.
6: Kevin Harlan? <laughs> <laughs> Stick a pinstripe in that record. It belongs to Judge. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is good. Oh, so you're doing Kevin Harlan? Yeah, I'm doing Kevin <laughs> okay. Harlan. All of a sudden, he got hired by the Yes Network. That, weird. That
3: might help you. Okay, here we go.
6: <laughs> the Legend of Lyndon. So you'd have to know he comes from Lyndon, California. Oh, Judge.
3: Man, that wow. That's okay. Don't pin that Don't You're pin right, that on Harlan. No, All right, Kevin. No particular order.
6: <laughs> Can you believe what we've just seen? One more than Eugene. Roger Max's middle name is Eugene.
3: No, nope, it that's requires horrible. an explanation. Oh my God! You strike it yeah, out. No, the last two,
6: not so. Last two here. Powering pinstripes. Woohoo! Six two.
3: Oh, quite crashing
6: down. Ninety yeah. nine's got problems, but going yard eight one. Thank you, Kevin Harlan. Five three Pittsburgh. It was only a two run shot. They were down five. No. What were the other two that you I liked? Judge finds us all guilty of admiring that swing. Okay. Stick and, a pinstripe in that record. It belongs to Judge. 62. I think I would stay
3: with the... Uh, no, you liked,
6: will you marry me?
3: Roger divorced from record
6: books. Oh, man. Time out, Knicks. It's 11-6. They're on a 4-1 run. <laughs>
3: Kevin Harlan does get excited a little <laughs> too often.
6: 23 18 Portland, and they want to talk
3: about
0: it. <laughs> 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 that's, that's spot on.
6: Oh. He scored seven of the last eight points with 9 12 left in the first.
3: Thank you, Todd. <laughs> That turned out better than I thought it was going to. Oh, man.
6: <laughs> they
7: want to talk about it. <laughs>
6: Utah's called a timeout early here. Yeah. 13-7. What's going on here? <sighs> we were up 7-2. What happened?
3: That's good stuff. David Cohn, Yankee announcer, former Major League Baseball pitcher. He'll join us coming up. Final hour, Rex Ryan's going to stop by as well. See if he can get it. Get him to say something about Bill Belichick. Sure he will. All right, one hour in the books. Two more to go on this Wednesday, Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out Hour 1. Simply Safe Home Security 24-7 Professional Monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Even if you're not at home or you can't be reached. And when you talk about home security, a lot of times you go gosh, I don't know why I didn't have it. How about you're proactive? Simply Safe will blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room and window and door. HD security cameras inside and out Side, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real. Even a hazard sensor. You can have those in the house that detects fires and floods and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home. It takes just a couple of minutes at simplysafedan.com. You go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. So, simplysafedan.com, get that free indoor security camera. There is no safe like Simply Safe.